Welcome to Daring to Live by Every Word. My name is Melody Mason, and in this podcast, I will be talking about how we can apply God's Word in practical and relevant ways to our daily life. As I've heard it said, it's not about how many scriptures you know, but about how many you actually live that really matter. So grab your Bible and join me on today's journey as we open God's living Word. Our scripture for this week's podcast comes from Matthew 8, 1 through 3. It says, When he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing be cleansed. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Well, this week's podcast is being recorded at Great Lakes Adventist Academy, where I have been attending Michigan Camp Meeting. And um, what a beautiful experience it has been uh, to be up here. One of my favorite camp meetings that I have had the privilege of attending like it so much, in fact, that I have come back several years in a row. And it's been a, it's just been a precious experience. Um, but this year, my experience was a little different. And you'll understand why very shortly. I've been taking, I've been thinking a lot, actually, about the topic of, of leprosy. And what that would have been like um, for you know, people in Bible times, and even today, of course, there's still leper colonies and, and people around the world that struggle with this dreaded disease. But seriously, can you imagine if you came down with leprosy? You know, the the stigma and what it would be like to to have to walk away from your family and your home and everywhere you go, you're looked at as unclean and no one wants to be around you. That's, that, you know, that's hard for us to understand, especially if we haven't experienced it. But, well, this week <laughs> I had a little experience that made me identify a lot more with what it must be like to be a leper. Let me share my testimony. So this last week, um, several days ago now, I was diagnosed with leprosy. Yeah, leprosy with a capital C. Um, When I found out, I remember um, just feeling so distraught, like, oh no, how could this be happening to me? Now I'm going to have to withdraw Um, from society. I'm not going to be able to attend the meetings anymore. Um, I'm going to have to avoid people. And that's basically what happened. I lost all strength. I lost all energy. Um, My body was aching like it has never ached before. And I was just miserable, miserable, miserable 
to be honest, I have um, worked very carefully to avoid this dreaded disease for the last two and a half years. And by God's grace, I have managed, but it finally caught up with me and I tested positive um, several days ago. So the last few days have been difficult ones for me when I go down the hall to go to the restroom. Um, I'm always praying, Lord, please help me not to meet anyone in the hall. Um, when I go outside to rest in the sunshine, I'm always praying, Lord, please help me not to get too close to anyone or anyone recognize me and come up and talk to me. And one time I actually, um, I was going outside yesterday. In fact, it was with my blanket to get some more sunshine. And I heard my name called and Melody, Melody. And I looked and I saw a friend coming towards me and she did not know that I had received the diagnosis of leprosy (laughs) and she's coming closer and closer and I'm walking farther and farther. And finally I put up my hand and I said, hey sister, I've been diagnosed with leprosy, so we need to keep our distance. And she immediately stopped and backed up and we talked for a few moments before we parted ways and went on. Um, it's just, It's just been very, very difficult. I think one of the most difficult things about receiving this diagnosis has been the fact the isolating fact when your your body is aching and you're just on fire it feels like actually you've been in a in a car wreck of sorts and just like everything hurts my back hurts my neck hurts my legs hurt my arms hurt my head oh man the crashing headache like I've exploding headache like I've never experienced before is so painful and you just long for someone to rub on you, you know, to rub your your shoulders or your head or whatever, but you're you're isolated, you're alone. Well, um, during the course of this dreaded disease that I have acquired, um, I have a friend here that's attending the camp meeting. That when she found out that I was sick, she says, "Hey, I have such and such that I can make that might help you. Would you like me to bring that to you?" And I was like, sure, you know, I'd love that. I'd appreciate that. And so she brought it to me and she came into my room and she didn't stay away from me. She came right over and she felt my head and and she's like, I'm so sorry. Um, you know, can I rub your head? And, and I said, well, sure, but I don't want you to get sick. And she's like, oh, I'm not scared of leprosy. I've had leprosy before. I'm not scared of it. And so she began rubbing my head and my shoulders. And oh, it was so amazing that night after she uh, spent some time working on me. I took a hot and cold shower and I was able to sleep for the first time. I hadn't been sleeping previously because I had been in so much pain and aching all over. What a blessing, I was thinking, to have that healing touch, that healing touch in the midst of my pain. Well, it's continued to be a challenge. Um, While I was up here, my original plans were after Michigan camp meeting to go and spend a few days with a friend. And I thought to myself, well, maybe I can just go and crash at my friend's place and and quarantine 
um, downstairs because she does have a, a lower apartment and well they live upstairs um, so I I messaged my friend and asked you know hey I I've just been diagnosed with leprosy and I need to go home but I'm not quite strong enough to go home yet is it is it okay if I come and you know quarantine at, at your place for a few days until I get my strength well uh, and I told her I said you know I don't know if all of your family has had leprosy and if they haven't of course I don't want to risk giving it to you so I completely understand if if the answer is no well um, all of her family has not had leprosy and there's some crucial other health challenges that are going on and so she wrote me back and she's like I'm so sorry you know how much I love you and everything but I can't I can't welcome you to my home I just can't right now you know with your current diagnosis and and I understood I completely understood and and no no hard feelings against her or their family whatsoever because I understand that we need to take precautions for their own health and safety but as I received that news I I just I just felt very keenly what it feels like um, to be in that category where um, you just can't go where you usually go and the places where you would usually be welcomed you no longer are because you have leprosy when people come around and 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 come near I, I feel like you know I have to say unclean unclean stay away I have leprosy so it's been a very very challenging situation for me to experience this disease personally but in the midst of the disease um, and sickness God is giving me strength and um, so I just praise him I praise him for that and while I'm not well yet I'm still sick and I still have very little energy I praise God that that he is he is getting me through this and I am going to survive and and I'm learning a lot in the process so I praise the Lord for that Well, as you probably guessed by now, as I'm sharing my my testimony, um, it's not actual leprosy that I have, but it's something that the whole world has been struggling with for these last couple years, and it's the dreaded um, capital C disease that no one wants to get, because once you get it, you're quarantined, you're alone, you're ostracized, you're basically banned from society and association and how difficult that is you know especially been for me here at camp meeting wanting to to be with my friends I had friends that were coming this weekend that I wanted to to interact with I had um, speaking appointments that I was supposed to give that I was not able to give because I got sick and it's just been very very difficult I almost thought to myself this weekend, there's no way that I can even record a podcast. I do not have strength. I do not have energy. Um, It's just they're going to go without. And then I was praying about it and the Lord just impressed me. You don't have to, you don't have to do anything long, but take a few minutes to share about your experience with leprosy with a capital C 
and the spiritual things that I have been showing you through the process because I think experiencing this um, this sickness really has a lot to do with our lives today. But before I talk about um, our lives today and the leprosy that we all that we all deal with as a society and especially as a church, um, I want to think about leprosy from the times of old. And this, um, what I'm going to read or share with you, actually comes from the book Desire of Ages. And I think it really gives some powerful context to the whole topic of leprosy. So listen to this. Of all the diseases known in the East, the leprosy was the most dreaded. Its incurable and contagious character and its horrible effects upon its victims filled the bravest with fear. Among the Jews, it was regarded as a judgment on account of sin and hence was called the stroke the finger of God, deep-rooted, ineradicable, deadly. It was looked upon as a symbol of sin. By the ritual law, the leper was pronounced unclean. Like one already dead, he was shut out from the habitations of men. Whatever he touched was unclean. The air was polluted by his breath. One who was suspected of having the disease must present himself to the priest who were to examine and decide his case. If pronounced a leper, he was isolated from his family, cut off from the congregation of Israel, and was doomed to associate with those only who were similarly afflicted. The law was inflexible in its requirements. Even the kings and rulers were not exempt. A monarch who was attacked by this terrible disease must yield up the scepter and flee from society. Away from his friends and his kindred, the leper must bear the curse of his malady. He was obliged to publish his own calamity, to rend his garments and sound the alarm, warning all to flee from his contaminating presence. The cry, unclean, unclean, coming in mournful tones from the lonely exile, was a signal heard with fear and abhorrence. In the region of Christ's ministry, there were many of these sufferers, and the news of his work reached them, kindling a gleam of hope. But since the days of Elisha the prophet, such a thing had never been known as the cleansing of one upon whom this disease had fastened. They dared not expect Jesus to do for them what he had never done for any man. There was one, however, in whose heart faith began to spring up. Yet the man knew not how to reach Jesus. Debarred as he was from contact with his fellow men, how could he present himself to the healer? And he questioned if Christ would heal him. Would he stoop to notice one? believed to be suffering under the judgment of God? Would he not, like the Pharisees and even the physicians, pronounce a curse upon him and warn him to flee from the haunts of men? He thought of all that had been told him of Jesus. No one who had sought Jesus' help had been turned away. The wretched man determined to find the Savior. Though shut out from the cities, It might be that he could cross his path in some byway along the mountain roads or find him as he was teaching outside the towns. The difficulties were great, but this was his only hope. 
The leper is guided to the Savior. Jesus is teaching beside the lake, and the people are gathered about him. Standing afar off, the leper catches a few words from the Savior's lips. He sees him lying, his hands upon the sick. He sees the lame, the blind, the the paralytic, and those dying of various maladies, rising up in health, praising God for their deliverance. Faith strengthens in his heart. He draws nearer and yet nearer to the gathered throng. The restrictions laid upon him, the safety of the people, and the fear with which all men regard him are forgotten. He thinks only of the blessed hope of healing. He's a loathsome spectacle. The disease has made frightful inroads, and his decaying body is horrible to look upon. At sight of him, the people fall back in terror. They crowd upon one another in their eagerness to escape from contact with him. Some try to present him from approaching or prevent him from approaching Jesus, but in vain. He neither sees nor hears them. Their expressions of loathing are lost upon him. He sees only the Son of God. He hears only the voice that speaks life to the dying. Pressing to Jesus, he casts himself at his feet with a cry, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. Jesus replied, I will be thou clean. And he laid his hand upon him. Isn't that beautiful? What Jesus did for that leper, he also does for each one of us. And I just praise the Lord. I just praise the Lord for that. You know, we are all struggling with a disease called leprosy. And that leprosy might take um, various shapes and forms. It might exhibit various symptoms, just like the, um, the sickness that I've been struggling with these last few days. Um, some people have GI symptoms. Sometimes people have respiratory symptoms. Sometimes people have um, aches and pains and fever symptoms. And I've had a lot of the above. And the leprosy that we deal with as as believers and as a church um, may take various forms as well. But one thing that we're all suffering with is a leprosy called selfishness. And I want to share one more quote. It comes from a book called Christian Service, page 85. Listen to this. Oh, if all who have a knowledge of the truth would only obey the teaching of this truth... Why is it then that men standing on the very threshold of the eternal world are so blinded? There is not a dearth of means, generally speaking, among the church today. But many fail to realize the responsibility which rests upon them to cooperate with God and Christ for the saving of souls. They do not show forth to the world the great interest God has in sinners. They do not make the most of the opportunities granted them. The leprosy of selfishness has taken hold of the church. The Lord Jesus Christ will heal the church of this terrible disease if she will be healed. The remedy is found in the 58th chapter of Isaiah. Isn't that profound? I think so. And sadly, as I was just reading, that leprosy has taken hold of the church today. And we need to plead that God will cleanse us of that great disease. And we need to study and live out chapter Isaiah chapter 58, as was shared. But whatever, 
form of leprosy that you have, I just want to encourage you. You may feel unclean. You may feel unworthy. um, You may feel like a castaway. You may feel like you can't, excuse me, you can't come to Jesus. Um, But you can come to Jesus. Jesus will not turn away anyone that comes to him. It doesn't matter what type of leprosy. It doesn't matter what type of sin that you're struggling with. He does not turn us away. And for that, I praise the Lord. Well, I'm going to bring this podcast to a close. I've said a little bit more than I even thought I had energy to share. I am still very weak and just walking out into the woods where I could have a little peaceful place to record this podcast took all the energy that I have. And um, in the next few days, I'll be attempting to drive back to Arkansas. So pray for me that God will give me strength and traveling mercies. But in the meantime, I just praise the Lord. He's getting me through this and I'm going to be okay. And you are too, friend, no matter what you're dealing with, you are going to be okay because, well, we serve the master healer and he is with us and he will always be with us and his healing hand is upon us and we can praise the Lord for that. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for your goodness. I thank you so much for your mercy. I thank you so much for your strength in spite of the disease of sin, the disease of leprosy that so many of us, well, all of us actually struggle with. Um, You've not forsaken us. You've not left us to ourselves to perish. You've not left us in isolation. You come to us with healing in your hands. You reach out and you touch us. Just like my friend touched me this last week as I was struggling and I was in so much pain. She came into my room and she got down on my level. She reached out her hands and she touched me. What a healing, beautiful gift that was. Lord, I just want to thank you for that, for that gift and the gift that you give us each and every day. Lord, we love you. Help us to to just cling to you, to look to you, to live as we spend time with you and in your presence. We love you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your strength that is made perfect in our weakness. We pray this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me for this episode of Daring to Live by Every Word. Dear friend, Our Heavenly Father is just waiting to make His forever home with you. In John 14, verse 23, Jesus says, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. In Revelation 3, verse 20, we are told, He is standing at the door knocking, even now. My prayer is that you will not delay another day, but open the door of your heart to Jesus right now. For more information on how to grow your walk with Jesus, visit daringtolivebyeveryword.com. I look forward to seeing you next time on the next episode of Daring to Live by Every Word.